Well, they say, if you want to cook a frog, you need to, if it's in the water, if it's in the pot already, and you don't want it to jump out, you just have to turn up the heat just a little bit. And just turn it up a little bit. And just a tiny bit. Each time the heat goes up, if, it, if the frog doesn't realize the heat is rising, the frog is not thinking about danger. And so I've never tried this. I don't know if anybody of you, you guys have tried this or not. But if you turn it up just a little bit at a time, supposedly, the frog will then end up boiling without ever jumping out. And this morning we're going to be looking at Romans 12 verses, really verse 2, but last week I looked at verse 1. But in this idea that Paul is writing about how we are to conf- not to conform, we are to transform by the renewing of our minds. And so if we, are to con- conf- if we don't even realize, maybe we're the, we're the frog and we don't even realize that we're conforming to the patterns of this world. Maybe we don't even realize that what's happening the heat is turning up, the heat's turning up, and we don't even realize what's, that we are in trouble because we are conforming and being like the world. Uh, Romans is written, the first 11 chapters is written really as a, a way of understanding the theology, the, really what is the gospel, what is grace, what is it in Jesus Christ that we have, we have salvation in Him alone. So I want to encourage you to, to turn to Romans uh, 12, and just looking at the first little part here, but really this is this, this shift for Paul, the Apostle Paul who wrote this, to the letter, a letter to the church in Rome, and he is writing really in a way of saying, now, this is what you believe, if you really believe it, if you really have your faith in Jesus Christ, then your actions are going to look different. Then you're, you're going to be not just saying that you're a Christian, but you're, you're going to be living it out. And so in verse 1 of, of Romans 12, he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so last week we looked at how the, the spiritual worship, it, it starts as a response to God's mercy. It, when we realize that we, God has been so merciful with us, not just like sometime in our life a long time ago, but when we realize that God is merciful to us every day, His mercies are new every morning, it says. When we realize that, we have this grasp, we have this, this uh, view that, that God's mercy is for me. And when we have this, this re, when we realize that God's mercy is for me, we, our response is worship. Our response is spiritual worship. And he says that we are to be living sacrifices. That means not just that we are going, not, not just that we live however we want, but we are bringing everything to Jesus. We're living with the way that he wants us to live as a sacrifice holy and pleasing to him. And this, this idea of being a living sacrifice, this is what sets us apart. And he, he says this is What's holy and pleasing to God is when we are living this way of being a sacrifice that's not... Yes, the sacrifice died because we died to our self, but we live for Jesus Christ, living the life that He gives us for abundant life that He gives us. And so this is clearly talking to people that put their trust 
in Jesus, that have put their faith in Jesus, that are walking with Jesus and want to know not just do I believe in Jesus, but how do I live in response? And so let's look at verse 2. It says here in the NIV, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So here, uh, these, these two verses really are connected because it, it doesn't say this in, in most translations, uh, the word and, but there's this connector between verse 1 and verse 2 that really, so if you're going to be living a living sacrifice, if you're going to be having spiritual worship, if you're pleasing God and you're holy and set apart, then we're not going to conform to the pattern of this world. So it's like that, that frog. Maybe the frog you know, never realizes that they're conforming. They never realize they're in trouble. They never realize they're in danger because the, constantly the heat is being turned up. But the frog is also not actively seeking what's good. And, and so maybe that breaks down a little bit. But our, the world says, you do you. The world says, have it your way. The world says, if you deserve it, just work hard and you'll get it. Or, you deserve it. You, you just watch commercials and you, for even you know, during one TV show, and you'll see a lot of the patterns of this world. Or if you watch what's the latest, uh, what's going viral on social media or, or those things, you see what things that people are, what the world is saying. The world is, is wanting you to have whatever you want. The world is saying we deserve it. And, and if, you want the, if you want the newest, latest technology or whatever it is, go get it. The world is telling us that it's okay to, to seek pleasure in however we want to seek pleasure. Whether that's through, through greed, through food, through sex, whatever it is, the world is saying, go get what you want. But God has a clear pattern. The pattern is He has a clear design for those things. And it's not do whatever you want. It's live as a living sacrifice for me. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. There's a way of finding your joy in Jesus. We don't have to go looking to the world for all these things. We don't have to look for the world for pleasure. God gave us this beautiful thing of marriage, which Satan is tearing apart, saying it's okay to get divorced, it's okay to do this and this, it's okay to have sex outside of marriage. No. God made us very, very clearly a, a beautiful thing that the, that the world is pulling us apart. And, and not just pulling us apart, but the, the world wants us to just get what we want and do what we want. But Jesus, in His mercy, He knows those things aren't good for us. He knows there's a design. There's a place. He wants us to be living as a sacrifice for Him, holy and dearly loved sacrifices. So it's, maybe it's not even that it's, that it's passive like this frog. Maybe it's an active thing. We can be 
conforming on purpose or maybe on accident. But either way, Paul is saying, don't conform to the pattern of this world. And I think the way, one of the ways we don't conform is that we know God's heart. And so when we embrace God's heart, we are not conformed to the world. So let's be embracing the heart of God. When we embrace, when we, when we come to Him on a regular basis, when we, when we open His Word, when we're asking Jesus, show us Your ways. Teach us. Teach me. Help me to, to trust You. Help me to, to do what You want me to do. When we have this heart that's connecting to the heart of God, we're not going to be following the patterns of this world because we're going to realize all those things are counterfeit. All those things are not going to be satisfying. All those things are not good for us. But what is good for us? Jesus. And I know that's the Sunday school answer. But Jesus is the only thing that's really going to bring you eternal joy. Yes, we know eternal life, but also eternal joy. We're going to have joy in Jesus. As soon as we follow Jesus, it doesn't mean everything's good. It doesn't mean everything's easy, but we're going to have joy. And when people, when things happen to us that they can't explain, people are going to say, why aren't you mad right now? Why don't, how can you forgive someone? How can you do this or that? It's because we have joy in Jesus. And that joy in Jesus is because we're connecting with the heart of God. And so I want to encourage you, if, if that's something you're not doing, open your Bible. Talk to Jesus. And actually, don't just talk to Jesus. Let's listen to Jesus. Let's listen to His Spirit. And, and it's not a religious, let's do it once a day kind of thing, but it's throughout the day. It's the, Paul said to pray without ceasing. Joshua says, meditate on his word day and night. It says it in the Psalms too. But it's not just, it's not, okay, let's make sure once an hour we're reading the Bible. No, it's, it's just the heart that we are connecting with Jesus. We're connecting with his spirit. And we are being transformed, it says, by renewing of our mind. You know, in a, I love the, the, the imagery of, of not being conformed to the pattern of this world by looking at this um, the, the Chosen is a TV series about the, the followers of Jesus. And their logo, I should have put it on the screen, but I don't. Their logo, they, at the beginning, they, they're showing all these fish going and swimming in one direction. And then they have a few fish like, that are changing color and coming the opposite way. And I love this imagery because this is showing that we don't follow the world. We follow, we're actually going against the current. We're against, going against what the world says because the world's going to say, why does, it, why does it matter? Just be happy. Just you do you. Do whatever you want. But Jesus wants us to be living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to him. That means that we are set apart. That means we are different than the world. That doesn't mean we can't do anything with the world, but we aren't to be influenced by the world. We need to be able to understand the world to reach the world, but let's not be in the world that we're getting cooked, like the, like the frog. So, do you see yourself, do I see myself swimming in the opposite direction? Like that, that image I just said. Oh, that, that fish that's swimming, all the fish are swimming one direction, and there's a few that are swimming back the other way. They're being transformed. They're doing the opposite of what the world says. And in this verse, 
Paul is saying don't be transformed, or sorry, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so it starts with our mind. It starts with us realizing that, that we can't figure out how to have transformation on our own. In fact, during, we went to a Regen conference a few weeks ago, and they were talking a lot about these verses, Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2. And, and some of the things they were talking about in this is transformation is not going to happen because I want it to happen. Transformation isn't going to happen because I'm really good at transforming. But transformation happens only because of the Holy Spirit. And transformation is all about Jesus and His glory. It's not about us. And we had this uh, t-shirt that we were all wearing a few weeks ago that was, that was yellow and had a, a brain in the middle of it. And when we were inside, it just showed that the brain is just a, or the t-shirt just shows it's a blank brain. Nothing's going on. Which I, I actually said the first night, I was, I was kind of disappointed that we were getting these t-shirts and there's this great opportunity. They could put the verse right there in the middle of the brain. You know, the verse of Romans 12, 2 be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I was like, that would have been a great opportunity. I don't know what, I don't know what they were thinking. I even think I even said that to my dad. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they were thinking. They, it's too bad they missed that opportunity. But the next morning, I couldn't believe it. Because when we went outside and we went to breakfast, when we were wearing these shirts, I saw something that I hadn't seen before. It was this, the colors came through. And it, the, the, the brain actually transformed and it had those verses, that verse in it. And I was like, that is so cool. I've got to make sure I tell that. To, I, know, I know it was already mentioned here at East Bend, but that's such a cool thing because it's not, just that the, it's not just that the verse came through, but the reason it comes through, and it actually went away when we went back inside, the reason it came, comes through is because it's connected to the sun. The sunlight hits that, that T-shirt, and then it changes. And I thought, what a great illustration because when we are connected with Jesus and the sun, the light of Jesus, then we are being transformed. It's not this instant transformation thing that happens, but we are being transformed. And when we embrace God's transformation, we desire a heart that's new, but we also are renewing our mind. And so, we embrace God's transformation. We desire renewal. We want that renewal in our mind. And it's not going to happen because I'm just really good at renewing my mind or I'm really good at transforming myself. No, it's only going to happen because we take the time to be connected to Jesus. And when we're connected to Jesus, then He's renewing our mind. That's why it's so important to be reading His Word. That's why it's so important to be to meditating on day and night, to be thinking about Jesus and being asking, asking Jesus, not just telling Jesus stuff that we want prayer for, but asking Jesus to transform us, show us His ways. You know, in the New Living Translation, it translates this verse, this part. It says, don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world, but, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. It starts with our minds. We need to renew our minds. So, are we going to do that? Or do we want to be transformed? Maybe we don't. Maybe if you, 
Maybe you're fine living the way you are living. But Jesus wants us to transform. I mean, think about this. On the front of our bulletin, we have this picture of this butterfly. And butterflies are are beautiful creatures. But they have transformed. They've had metamorphosis happen because they went into a cocoon as something else, and they come out as beautiful butterflies. They go in as caterpillars. I mean, caterpillars are okay, but they're not butterflies. So do we want to be caterpillars? Or do we want to let the Holy Spirit turn us into butterflies? That's our choice. But it starts with renewing our minds. Being, living as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Jesus, holy and pleasing, living a a different kind of life away from the world. And it and it takes this ongoing renewal of our mind. It's not this instant thing. In the last part of this verse, it says in the, in the NIV, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. In the New Living Translation, it says in this part, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So God's will, we already know from the Lord's Prayer, we are to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that in heaven, God's will happens. It, it, it happens completely. So as believers, if you have your life in Jesus, we want to also have whatever God wants to happen, we want to happen. So we want to be praying, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your will be done in my life. Your will be done. It's a surrender. It's how we live out His ways with His heart. So when we embrace God's will, we're going to be living out the way that He wants us to live with the heart of God as we've connected to Him. So how can we live for Him? It says in in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, it gives these three short verses. Three It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and and he says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So how do we do these things? How do we rejoice always? We're only going to rejoice always when we're connected with Jesus. We're going, to have, we're going to be abiding in Him and seeking Him and opening His Bible, opening His Word, digesting it, ingesting it, letting the Word of God dwell in us. And it's, we're just going to be rejoicing. We're going to pray without ceasing. I know that's daunting, but it's not, it's not hard, it's, it's not hard in the way that, that Paul is saying, be always about what Jesus wants. That is hard, but... But it's this mindset that when we, have, when, when we are living as sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, we're going to do what He wants us to do. And giving thanks in all circumstances, and that is really easy to do or when things are going well. well. When things are going hard, are we giving thanks? Are we saying, are we looking for the ways that are good? Are we looking for the ways that God is moving and God is working even when it's not going so well for me. 
because when we embrace God's when we embrace God's will, we're going to believe that it is perfect. We're going to believe that it is pleasing and it's good. What He wants is what really what we should want. And if we believe that what God is doing, what God wants, is what's best for everybody, then we're going to live all out for Him. So when we embrace God's will, we live out His ways his will, with his heart. Now, can we, live out, can we live for the Lord without following his will? Can we live for him without doing what he wants? Can we be half into the, with Jesus and half into the world? I don't know. I, I would say that those are not good recipes. I, I think what Jesus wants is that we're all in with Him. That we're sold out for Him. That in everything, our joy is showing Jesus. And that that's not just a belief, but it's being lived out in the way that we live. The main idea today, I really feel like it's that we, let's embrace God's heart as He transforms us living out His will. So we embrace if we embrace God's heart, then it's all going to flow out. We're gonna, if we're abiding in Him and we're listening to Him and seeking Him, then He's going to be transforming us to holy living. And we're going to be living out His will in our life. Just like it says in the Lord's Prayer, Your kingdom come and Your will be done. That doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, but it means what God wants to happen is what we want to happen. And what God wants to happen is good and pleasing and perfect. Let's look to Jesus. Jesus is the one who embraced this. He embraced God's heart. He lived out his life to please God, to be set apart and holy, to do what he wanted. And even though God wanted him to die on a cross, Jesus said yes. So even if it means giving up our life, we are to say yes because we are connected to the heart of God. And Jesus willingly laid down his life so that we can live. But it's our choice. Do we want to accept the free gift of salvation? Do we want to accept the belief and let Jesus transform us? Or do we want to be saying what the world says? You do you. You deserve it. You be happy. Whatever you want to do, you do. I know it's hard, but Jesus wants what's best for us. And even if what's best doesn't seem the easiest or the best in that circumstance, we can trust that He has what's best in mind. Well, let's pray. Jesus, we know that your will is what's good and pleasing and perfect. And Jesus, I pray for each of us that have put our life in your hands, that we would be living sacrifices holy and pleasing to you, that we would be set apart from the world, that we would realize the dangers of the patterns of the wor this world, and we would seek to trust you. We would seek to, to surrender 
everything to you. God, we pray that your transformation would happen in our lives. We pray that you would, your will would, would be carried out. Lord, we thank you that you have a heart for people. And that even when we mess up and even when we live on our own, live apart from you, Lord, we thank you that you are willing to always take us back. And it doesn't matter what we do, you are always there to forgive us. So Jesus, I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. We ask that we would live out the way that you want us to live. In your glory, in your name, amen. Join us in standing.